0: Welcome back to the Nest College Football Podcast. My name is Chris, and we got Tony. And this is episode 7 of the Nest College Football Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the CFB, And please call in and leave us a voicemail, 614-504-3614. That number is in the description of this episode, so you don't have to oh wait he said it and i can't remember it he said it too fast just scroll up on your phone look at description you don't even have to type it in just click the number right there click it call us leave us a voicemail we can't wait to hear from you and we let's got hit it a
1: handful of them.
0: yeah we got a handful we're only gonna listen to a couple today but let's hit it with the theme song All right, Tony let's start off with a national landscape big weekend uh for the can big weekend for the covid big weekend for the cocoa 15 total postponed or canceled games this weekend what a record yeah. uh
1: crazy and i just i don't know if college football obviously you knew cancellations and postponements were coming but I don't know if anyone predicted, um, you know that that amount, and you know maybe more. We I know we we're just talking off air about next week, but uh, you know we we I don't know if fifteen was ever a number that people could predict that this was going to be.
0: Yes, agreed. And I don't see this. This was just the tip of the iceberg. I would say I see we're gonna we're gonna break this fifteen game record. Uh, I I think consistently throughout the next few weeks throughout November and into the rest of the season till December 12th. I think for the next month, they're going to keep breaking this record next week's going to be more than 15. We already had one canceled for next weekend was the Arizona state, Colorado game already canceled. So they're only one game they've played. They've lost to use USC and this past weekend, they got they had to cancel Cal. And they are already canceled their game against Colorado for this upcoming Saturday. So we already got one canceled for this upcoming weekend. And uh, they had Cal-UCLA play today on a last-minute, a last-second short-notice game that the conference is able to throw together. But I, I see this being an issue consistently for the, every single weekend. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, it's with the the way it's going around, you know, just in the community and when you add um, it on college campuses and and, um, in those types of environments, it's going to spread. And even if you do file the protocols um, the way they're supposed to be and why they're in place, it's still – it's very contagious. And it's going to happen, and it's just a matter of, um, you know, it's a tough decision, and eventually – uh, we'll see what happens before the end of the year. I know we talked about different types of solutions and getting the season in or having a conclusion to the season, but we just don't know what it, what it will look like.
0: Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I think we are looking forward to a we're looking at a nationwide shutdown in January, probably right after the national championship. So I don't think you can try and push back anything. I think the national championship has to be played on that day. Or it's probably not gonna ever get played at all, yeah. Because we're looking at potentially no March Madness again this year. So we'll, we'll see how it looks. Uh, some breaking news that came out today: Will Muschamp was fired out of South Carolina. What's your thoughts? I mean, he had he was like two games above 500, I think, at South Carolina. Uh, don't quote me exactly on that. I just saw it pop up on the TV before we came up to record. And then he, I mean, he was, what, two or three games above or below 500 at Florida, too. So pretty average, pretty 500 kind of guy. Um, not surprised. I mean, that's just South Carolina football for you.
2: Yeah,
1: I, the SEC has a tough place to win. And if uh, and South Carolina is a program that... You know they do have high expectations and, and they want to have high expectations and uh, you know 500 or whatever his record would be uh it wasn't cutting it and um you know i think during this time in all level of sports everyone's sensitive towards well it's covid how could they fire him or that's been used as a as a line and we've heard it on this show with how we kind of view temple but um South Carolina obviously had enough and they, they wanted a change of culture and a change of coach and they made a move. So we'll see if that guy is there internally or if they need to go um, externally and find that the, the future leader of their program.
0: Yeah, I, I don't I don't feel too bad when coaches get fired because it, it's their job. Like it's their job and they get paid millions of dollars to do it, and if you're not doing it right everyone's having to deal with covid so there are people that are winning in covid so i hate the i don't really like i don't buy the covid excuse uh, there are people that are able to be successful during covid so it and and he's being paid millions of dollars still so i hate the like people were coming after me for last week's title of the episode for the hashtag Fire Rod Carry. Rod Carey's getting paid millions. Even if he gets fired, he's guaranteed money. So oh, yeah, yeah. people need to pump the brakes. I'm not calling for like a, some kid at SEMO who's like a second assistant coach to get fired and he making like ten thousand dollars a year. Like this guy's making millions and you'll still make millions if he gets fired. Like he's got guaranteed money. So I think it's okay to call for coaches to get fired when they are not they are not producing the way they should and and they already make millions. That's right. That's how I stand on that. But Will Champ, out the door. Let's see who us uh, USC. I hate when people call it USC. Let's see who South Carolina brings in over the next uh, month or so, or two, three months, and we'll we'll keep an eye on that. Do you have any other uh, news uh, from from this national landscape that you'd like to touch on, Tony? Uh, news. You know,
1: it's uh, it was a good week. Uh, I think news-wise, when we look at the playoff, I think we're not
0: getting much. Cold. Yeah, not much moving in the rankings. If no. we're talking playoff or rankings, the biggest jump was uh, by Northwestern, up four spots. The top eight didn't didn't move at all. Uh, Miami dropped three spots, but they didn't lose. Um, Wisconsin well, they, jumped I, I, three spots. I watched that Miami Virginia Tech game, but.
1: I'll I'll tell you this. I think that shows you, even though they've only played two games, it shows you the respect of Wisconsin and Oregon, and maybe some of that disrespect. of it, Even having that one loss, granted against Clemson, shows you how they feel about Miami right now. Yeah. Uh, but overall, I, when I see people talk about pl- the playoffs and the different teams and who's got an outside chance, I... You see a lot of, like, uh, f- Florida, and they, they jumped over Cincinnati and BYU. If Wisconsin continues to, to win, now we don't know what their schedule will look like because the Big Ten ha- has had cancellations, so that's a week-to-week. We-, we won't know if their game's going to p- be played or not until, what, Wednesday or Thursday.
0: And from what but- we know, uh, the Big Ten is not does not want to reschedule anything. They're not. They've already established that they are not going to reschedule anything.
1: Yes. So if here's here's a, here's a good discussion I think, and we'll have this discussion starting here and then probably at the end. You know, if Wisconsin only plays hypothetically four games or five games, and a team like Cincinnati or BYU wins out, wins everything, that's say well, they're already at seven and eight games. Let's say they have a cancellation here and there, whatever. And they played nine or ten games. what is How does that res? You know how do you, how do you justify winning ten games, not losing anything, with Wisconsin only playing? You know, I, I just feel like it's going to be such a interesting uh, dis- decision by the committee and and how they view how you know how a team's resume looks.
0: Yeah, I, I, it's going to be so interesting how we're going to have teams with maybe 3 5 and 0 trying to get into the playoff and then you're going to have like a BYU who when well, it seems like we'll never play will never cancel the game. If they get canceled, they will find another team to play. That's how I think BYU is going to be the hot. they're going to probably be undefeated and they're probably going to be like 12 and 0. They're probably going to be the only team that's 12 and 0. You could maybe add Notre Dame in there but those two like powerhouse religious institutions and independence except for Notre Dame for this year kind of but they're going to find someone no matter what they will find someone to play if that opponent coming up is is uh is canceled so you're going to have a team that's 5 and 0 and 12 and 0 trying to get into the playoff and it, oh, I just can't it's, wait for that That discussion the debate's going to be so juicy
1: and then, and then I think there's that side discussion with, you know, resumes. Who, who are you playing? Obviously, the Big Ten, you know, there's a lot of good teams. And there's, right now, I would say, three top, You know, just, just poll-wise, three top ten teams. But at the same time, with COVID running rampant, games being canceled, the way the Big Ten protocols are, some of these kids can't play for three weeks. Yeah. So how does that, if you're playing a weaker team without key players and, and certain players that, you know, they're playing with second string, third string, whoever, how does, I mean, what, just because they have a number in front of their name doesn't mean that's the same team. Um, so that's, that's something that um, it's just ultimately going to have to be viewed by the basketball playoff and uh, wins, wins. I don't know if they have the same value this year, maybe more so than ever.
0: Yeah, uh, it's it's interesting. There, there, the the shakeup in the rankings is not much at all this week. There's a lot of play, a lot of uh, teams that stayed right where they were. Uh, a new team though is Tulsa, a new American Athletics Conference team in there. SMU dropped down to twenty seventh actually, <clears throat> but you got Tulsa in there at twenty five, and Cincinnati's still rocking it hard at number seven. Um yeah. I. Speaking of, I mean, UCF got one vote in a terrible uh, terrible loss that Temple took. But let's look into your – what's your game of the week? My game of the week, which I'm hoping doesn't get canceled, Ohio State was already canceled last weekend uh, with Maryland. Both of our games of the week last week were canceled. Um, yours was the Ohio State, Maryland, and mine was – the Texas A&M Tennessee game, which was canceled. So, I'm hoping the Indiana at Ohio State number three versus number nine. I hope that doesn't get canceled because that'll be a great game this weekend.
1: Yes, um, I'm gonna go off of obviously yours is a top ten matchup. Uh, of I mean, it's gonna be a, um, a great game. I got two games that I'm that I'm looking at. Um, the first one. Cincinnati-UCF, obviously you just mentioned UCF being 27th and Cincinnati being 7th. This is the one game that I think a lot of people, if Cincinnati was going to lose, it was going to be this game. Uh, I feel like a lot of teams are looking at this game. I think people are, on the in the Power 5 sense, they're hoping Cincinnati loses because one loss knocks them out. But for me, I, I'm rooting for the Cincinnati Bearcats to win and win out and make things you know, interesting, make them tough for the committee. Uh and then my second game that I'm very interested in. They they both played last week, and uh you know, fingers crossed they play this week, Wisconsin and that pesky Northwest team.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be a good those two two good matchups. Speaking of up, we've got uh UAB and UTEP canceled and Ohio at Miami also canceled. So we've got three canceled for this upcoming weekend already see if there's any more yeah three so we're we're gonna have at least 12 more cancellations i believe slash postponements throughout as as we get players testing throughout the week so keep an eye on that hopefully some of these good hopefully none of these three top the those three games we just mentioned are not because those are three ranked matchups that we have coming for us this weekend Tony, so you got anything else on the national landscape?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, really quickly, I know we talked a lot about post, postponements and what have you, and I saw, I can't think of, I think it was Tim Brando on my um, Twitter, he, he said, you know, we, we could focus a lot on these postponements, obviously, it's a serious situation, but at the same time, there's also lots of programs that are following protocols, doing the right things, kids being careful, and there's teams playing, so... I think we could look at it different ways. Being optimistic and pessimistic costs the same price. Um, so for me, I'm just excited to have college football, kids doing the right things, playing and, and doing those protocols. It's you know, we're lucky to have college football weekly for now.
0: Yeah, uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. But let's move it on to temple talk. <laughs> All right, let's kick it off with Temple Talk. Going in last week, we were hopeful that Russo would be playing back from his injury, and he was healthy, ready to go. And then he got the cocoa. Saturday morning, ruled out for the game. No Trad Beatty playing at all. We had Real Mitchell slinging the ball. For the Owls and this guy, Matt Duncan, who was over two. But Rian Mitchell threw for 107 yards in a 38-13 to 13 loss to the UCF Knights. What an ugly game. By the defense. By the offense. By everyone. Atrocious. Tavon Ruley is... Our only maybe light at the end of a tunnel. And is Kyle Dobbins related to JK? I don't know. I'd love for that, but I doubt it. it it's Jaden Blue is going to be wasted for his talent. Hopefully, he stays with this extra free year. It's great that we have Russo for an extra free year, but hopefully, Russo has a new head coach for next year because this needs to happen. I kind of was, I kind of got some pushback on my my stance last week about, hey, let's pump the brakes on the fire. Rod Carey, when I posted the episode in the the forum page, the Facebook fan page of Temple Owls football fans, where there's thousands of fans on there, I was told, hey, let's pump the brakes. Let's let's not get all now. Now everyone's posting after this loss. Everyone's all on board with get rid of Rod Carey. Nobody likes him. Nobody like somebody posted. Bring back Al Golden or Steve Adazio. No other option. If you ask me, this guy. What the hell are you talking about? We do not want Steve Adazio back. Maybe Al Golden, but not. Adazio. And if you scroll down in those comments, 50 comments, including Ho- college football hall of famer, Paul Palmer, nobody wants Adazio back, but would be okay with Al golden. But, and then you have everyone in there saying Fran Brown, Fran Brown, Fran Brown, Fran Brown, everyone's saying, including me, you know who else agreed with me? College football hall of famer, Paul Palmer thinks we should hire Fran Brown. Why don't, why don't, why don't we just hire Paul Palmer? I mean, I'd be okay with that. But Fran Brown is the guy for this job. James Franklin might also be available with, uh, with Penn state going all in five. Hire coach Fran Brown. That is what we need. This we can't, we can't be having four more years of this on his contract. It's, it's sad. This game was so ugly. So ugly. I couldn't watch it, but I watched it till the end. I can't say my eyes were glued to it because it was just so painful, you know? It's back to like freshman year when like Temple went like one and something in 2000, 2012 or 13 or whatever it was. It was so bad, and that's where I feel like we are. And I don't want to have to build up for three years, right? Matt Rule was able to take over for Al Golden built the program how it is today. Steve Adazio was able to take over what Al Golden had done. Then Matt Rule was able to pick up what Adazio did, with Matt Rule having one or two like one like low year of like one or two wins, right? But he picked it back up and built it up. And then Jeff Collins picked it right back up where Rule left it. Manny Diaz picked it right back up and dropped it off 17 days later, only to have Dang it, I freaking hate ESPN that does this. So it's playing videos. B- Big Cat and PFT went on a rant how ESPN.com has is, is become the Sports Illustrated website where they just play sounds left and right. And I was like, this sounds like us bitching on the podcast about something. A whole rant. And, I, and then there's something Tony would be like, here they go again with the stupid... And I was like, this sounds like Tony would be Tony would be laughing his face off if this was me complaining. And I was like, oh, I won't say it. Here we are on the ESPN.com, and it's playing freaking sounds, and I'm complaining about it. I'm with you, Big Cat and PFT. It's ridiculous. But what also is ridiculous is Temple's showing as a football team because it needs to stop. Get Rod Carey out of freaking Philadelphia. And start it now. We don't need to wait two, three years of just the one-win seasons. Because that's what's going to happen. Don't be the, get his guys in. Let him get his guys in. No. He's already got guys. I don't care about the, he can't get, he only had like 50 guys dressed. You didn't have half the team dress. Okay? Who's responsible of that? Rod Carey. Rod Carey's responsible of making sure half of his team can freaking dress. Okay? So I don't want to hear the, yeah, COVID is COVID. There are teams winning with COVID, okay? So do you give me the COVID as an excuse or the injuries that maybe Rod Carey, his approach is, isn't is working if half of the team is injured. That's something you have to take a step back and look at. Uh, if it's a couple injuries to like key players, I get it. But take a step back. If half the team's injured and in COVID, there's something wrong with that. We need to take a deeper look as to is Rod Carey the leader should be taking taking this team further? If you can't keep half his team healthy or can't keep three of the best players in the program on the team. And they transfer. And we, we lay goose eggs every single week and we're one and five in a joke. So that's my that's my rant on Rod Carey and this game.
1: Uh yeah. I the game wise there's not too many bright spots, you know, the running game, they get over, or was it 90 yards by Ruley And then Dobbins met 34. Uh, but it's just tough. I feel like this season now has become a audition for certain players, which is fine. Young players um, get an opportunity to play and get experience. And then, you know, your uh, juniors and seniors uh, had that year of extra el- eligibility. And they do decided to come back to Temple. So, uh, it's good to get young players in there and play but it's uh, it's tough to watch uh, when you're rooting for a winning result and obviously that's not happening right now my question to you is and we can do this really quick because so I know we got those voicemails it, how big of an issue uh, is that buyout for Kerry is that something that Temple um, fans use that as an excuse right now but in the COVID kind of financial year um do you feel like that might become a big uh, way in the decision that Temple uh, the athletic it's department... It's
0: tough, because they're, essentially their hands are tied. With with it being COVID and there's tons of budget cuts, you can't justify spending money on, on a buyout. I mean, they did get $4 million from the Manny Diaz situation. I bet you that $4 million has gone down the drain now. But that you would need Rod Carey to take a job elsewhere. Right? You need for help him to hopefully hopefully he gets a job elsewhere, which nobody's gonna be taking a Rod Carey after this this showing. Um and the others the other would you need you would need a big donor to step up, a couple big donors to step up and pay, pay his buyout, which happens all the time in SEC uh, SEC country, it happens all the time in Big Ten. But you don't have that in the a- AAC. You don't have that in the American. A-, a couple big donors from Temple just stepping up and dropping $4 million to get rid of Rod Carey because they want him gone. Yep. Yeah. It's right. tough. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they need to do it. Yeah. That's all I got on Temple. Except for we have the ECU preview. Noon game on November 21st coming up. Um... I I don't know what to think about this game because I'm hoping for a win. I'll watch it start to finish am I expecting a win? no am I expecting to win the rest of the season? No I think that USF game is the closest thing we would come to a win it was like a three a two point game and then I mean we have Cincinnati the last week of the year there's no chance we're, we're gonna be a winning that game but the ECU game, that's our best chance to go two and uh, two and eight. We're looking at no, I can't even do math. Two and six, yeah, two and six. Uh, but we'll probably be one and uh, one and seven is what I'm thinking. So this may be our our best bet for some good football. The Temple plays for the rest of the year. Um, Will we end up at the bottom of the conference? South Florida is zero and six, so we've we're, we're one and five, sitting right at the bottom with East Carolina, the two of the worst teams in the conference. So it should be a great A shit show on Saturday, and it'll be fun. I feel like the balls. It's gonna look like the balls like buttered up, or somebody just lubed the ball up, and I feel like the balls are gonna be flying all over the field, just dropping, just ugly football everywhere. That's my guess.
1: Yeah, I think – I watched a little bit of uh, East Carolina face Cincinnati this past week, and obviously Cincinnati blasted them. But, you know, I I feel like East uh, East Carolina may come out with a little chip on their shoulder. The way that Cincinnati embarrassed them on national TV, uh, Cincinnati was up 30-plus, and on a punt, they faked it on them um, and and got a first down. And and they had a long discussion after the game with two coaches – so I think East Carolina does come out with a little chip on their shoulder, and and when I when I say that, I don't think Cincinnati they they're trying to improve their resume just by embarrassing teams. Yes, so, and they
0: as they should.
1: Yes, uh, but at that same time, East, Car- East Carolina, you know, they're going to come out. They they see the same way that you just talked about Temple. This could be a win on their schedule too. So it's going to be an interesting uh, a game. Obviously, we're a Temple podcast, pull it for Temple. But um, I want to see those young kids play and to see if uh, some kids can step out for Temple and show you that the maybe the future is, has some promise.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I, I'm not expecting much. That's all I'm saying, except a, uh, a really bad game of football. But let's move on to the voicemails. Call me on my cell phone. All right, we've got one. We're going to go with just one voicemail this week. Be sure to call in. It is 614 504 3614. The number is in the episode description. You can just click right on it and give us a call. Super easy, very simple, very quick. So let's head into the first voicemail. This is from Ray from Donovan, Alabama. Let's see what Ray has to say.
1: Hey, this is Ray from Donovan, Alabama. I wanted to pick your guys' mind on. Will you cut that dog up? I wanted to pick you guys' mind up on uh, all these SEC games being canceled. I think y'all people are crazy with what's going on. The coronavirus is spreading, but I think the boys can still play. Uh, Obviously, safety protocols got to be followed. I get that mask. Spread them out on the sideline. Let's play some football. Uh, I'm worried about Alabama's chances. I'm a big Bama fan. Love Alabama. Saban for life. Uh, But uh, really worried about the season. What do you guys think? What's going to be the end result? Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thanks,
0: Ray, for calling in. Now, Tony, this seems like a very progressive Alabaman who understands you got to wear the mask, understands you got to distance. So I thought he was going to go down the road of COVID's a joke, COVID's fake, but he actually. Kind of understands COVID's a real deal, which is good. Uh, but he does want the boys to play, as always. Now, I guess his end he wants to know what the end result is. As in, are we gonna play a national championship or who's gonna win the national championship? Who's gonna be in it? I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna answer his question, I think there's gonna be a national championship. I think it's gonna be that second Monday in January whatever that is, on the 11th, 12th, 13th, something like that. But who's going to be in it? I think it's going to be Alabama. And I think it's going to be Ohio State.
1: I, I mean, as of right now, yeah, it definitely looks like uh full steam ahead for those teams. And I think as games get canceled, obviously, you can't move those teams because they didn't lose. So uh, Alabama's pretty in a great spot right now, and then um, Ohio State is number three, right? Now, I believe number three. Um, yes. So they, uh, they're they also in a good spot. So uh, teams that I look looked for, Notre Dame, Clemson, uh, and they're in the top four too. So what, is Alabama in a good spot right now? Yes. If they lose one, what does that look like? I don't think they drop too far out of the top four, um, and I think Alabama, the way The committee will look at it. Cincinnati Bearcats or the Alabama Crimson Tide, fair or not, you know, I I feel that the Crimson Tide probably get in over them. So I think they're in a good spot, Ray, and uh, hopefully for you, they uh, keep playing ball.
0: Who do you think is going to be in it if it's right now? Ray wants to know what's the end result. Uh, End uh, result, I have Alabama, Ohio State, and I think Ohio State's going to win. I think Ohio State's been an unstoppable force when they when they do play the football.
1: For Ray, uh, I mean, I got some bad news for Ray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, uh, I'm actually going to change my prediction from the very first episode. I'm going to say Ohio State versus the Notre Dame fighting Irish.
0: Wow, that'd be some new colors in the national championship.
1: Yes, I. I they impressed me against Clemson, and I'm very, I mean, I, again, we're optimistic about games being played. I really, I'm really excited about them facing Lawrence in December, and uh, they're they're tested, they're game tested. They got a great team, a veteran QB, a good defense. I feel like they could uh, make it to the national championship. Beat um, Alabama if they were the four seed. They probably will be the two, so they'll probably play. They'll actually probably most likely play against Ohio State in the semis, but. Um, I'm going to say Ohio State, just for the new color's sake, Ohio State-Notre Dame.
0: Interesting. We'll see how that looks. But uh, that's all we got on this week's episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at the CFB and leave a voicemail, 614-504-3614. Tony, you got anything else?
1: No, thanks to Ray for calling from uh, Donovan, and... Uh... Again, call us. We would love to hear your uh, Yeah, we'd love to hear
0: from you. Eric, if you're listening, call us. Blaze, if you're listening, call us. Anyone. We know you're out there. We have people from all over the world that actually listen to our podcast. According to our analytics, all over the world. We're a worldwide podcast. Be sure to call in and subscribe. And then unsubscribe and resubscribe if you feel the need to. And give us a five-star review, you know? We've never told you to do that, but you should do that too. Do all these things. We'll see you next time.
2: Go Owls. Go Redhawks.